Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Unexplained World Internet Radio Broadcast with your host, Edward Shanahan, a paranormal, spiritual observer, and psychic reader, along with Annette, a high priestess and psychic reader. The Unexplained World is a location where the border between the natural and supernatural may become nothing more than fuzzy, so enjoy. Listeners, welcome to the May 17th broadcast of The Unexplained World with your host, Edward Shanahan. That's me and Annette. Hello, Annette. Hello, Ed. How you doing, kiddo? I'm fine. How about yourself tonight? I'm doing just peachy. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Happy Sunday to everybody, and tomorrow's Monday. So um, our guest tonight will be Mr. Dan Guthrie of Pampa, I believe that's the way you say, Texas Paranormal Research Society, and he also has just recently published a book, and we'll bring him on in a couple minutes. Uh, listeners, let me say if uh, you hear my voice going or I'm struggling with it, uh, it is kind of sore tonight, and uh, I woke up that way and it's still that way. So uh, let's knock on wood that I ain't going to be like a pig later. So, uh, <laughs> you know, but... Uh, <laughs> I did eat like a pig last night, so maybe that's why, okay. But, all right. All right, yeah. Um, but first, Annette and I would like to make an announcement, and hopefully the other radio hosts listening to this broadcast will do the same thing for our listeners who may find themselves unemployed in this time frame in their life. Uh, remember, you and your family come first. Ghosts and spirits in the spiritual world will take care of themselves. They've been doing it for eons. But you have to take care of yourself and your family first. The United States Census 2010 is looking for different levels of census managers. Okay, the pay is great from $22.50 to $30.75, and it allows you to work in your own community. Okay, um, and I, you know, this isn't something I came across on the internet, like coupons or anything else. This is, uh, I actually picked it up in um, at the local government um, community um, center, basically here in my neighborhood when I went in to get my stickers for the, uh, for the automobiles. Um, so I'll give you the webpage, all right? And um, I picked it up at City Hall. The website for the information is www.census.gov backslash R-O, let's see, backslash, R-O-C-H-I, backslash, www, backslash, 2010jobs.html, okay? Uh, we'll announce it later again before the end of the show, just to help uh, individuals out. So uh, we got to help each other. So don't you agree on that? Yeah. I do, I do. With mm-hmm. the way the economy is right now, and people just feeling like, oh, I can't find anything. Maybe these kinds of things are out there waiting for you. You never know; you might have and, to fit with it. And here's like even I told Kathy, I go, this is a federal government job. You know, <laughs> you may be in for life if you know they like what you're doing there. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Yeah. And that's not a bad uh, group to be tied up with. At least you're on their side. <laughs> <laughs> right. They seem to be the in crowd, yeah. Yeah, they've, they've been known to take care of their own somehow, some way, for some yeah. reason. So uh, <laughs> let's look at the post office, you know what I'm saying? Perfect example. So, um, or your city workers. <laughs> or your or, or your first forest deserve workers. So um, that's a perfect example. Um, so, yeah, so uh, we'll make the announcement later. And um got a couple of dates coming up, and Annette will give a, a fast read-off about what she's got coming up. But something was just arranged or asked for me to participate in. Um, it'll be this coming Saturday, May 23rd, Resurrection Mary Tour with Ursula Bielski. 
and since this area has been my playground for all my life, as I have lived all my life, only five minutes from Resurrection Cemetery and ten minutes from the haunted Willow Springs area, I've been asked to participate in the tour and give my experiences on the haunted locations. Also, the cemetery we will be visiting. Okay, and this will also include a dinner, and I'll give my demonstration of using my abilities to control a thousand rats. But um, which and I got to see recently. So mm -hmm. if you're if anybody's interested, just go to Chicago Hauntings. dot com. T h i c a g o h a u n t i n g s. dot com, and that's limited amount of seating. So uh, feel free to do that. Sunday, May thirty first, one p.m. to four p.m. or longer. Psychic readings with Janelle and I at Julia Victoria Mansion. It's a haunted mansion, a Victorian tea party, and readings in a Victorian parlor. Just come on out to 206 North Broadway Street, Joliet, Illinois. There will be a $10 fee for the tea party, pay to the owners of the mansion, and a $20, and it's only $20, gift offering for psychic readings by Janelle or me. Janelle will be doing uh, readings with runes, pendulum, and spirit board. I'll be doing my thing. For more information, just go to edwardshanahan.com and click on the events and app. Then, our, it's getting closer, Saturday, June 13th, the Beyond the Veil overnight, Overnighter at the Haunted um, Insane Asylum in Peoria, Illinois, Bartonville Insane Asylum. It will be just ours for the night, for the one night. Um, there's, I don't think there's any more I can say about this. Um, we have videos up on the website of a daytime tour. We have the interview that um, Annette and I did with Mr. J.C. from um, from the Insane Asylum, and um, it's as it gets closer, I'm getting a little bit more on edge. For more information, <laughs> listeners, let's go to hauntedhistoriclocations.com. That's hauntedhistoriclocations.com, and it's in the events section with the video, um, um, the recording, the interview we had with J.C. and stuff like that. Okay, and Annette, we got coming up June 20th. Yeah, um, the weekend of summer solstice. We've got mm -hmm. the 2D Insemia. Um, uh, it's a universal gathering for pagan or like-minded alternative religion people. Um, Rosina will be coming on our uh, Unexplained World blog talk radio show on June the 14th to give us all the details, um, where to go, what to bring, who you'll meet there, things that are going on. Um, but it's it's we'll be in the uh, in one of the groves or you know the forest preserves there, and uh, Ed and I will have a unexplained world information booth, and all kinds of stuff goes on that day, music, seminars, classes, um, it, circles. We're all on out. We'll have we'll have more information as it comes up. We're going to have Rosina on the webs on our website on our show. Like I said, listeners, I've been feeling under the weather, so just bear with me. Uh, and Annette will be post. She'll send me more of the information. I'll post it on the website, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. Yep. And uh, do some demonstrations there, meet and greet, and uh, say hi to everybody. Annette, Roy says hi to you, uh, one of our regular listeners. And I think Hello. it's about time. Yeah, I think it's about time we bring on Dan. Uh, let's see. Let's click on the button, the on-air button. Hello, Dan. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. How are you doing? Dan. Good I'm evening. I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. We're doing I, good. Dan Guthrie. I just want to say thank you for having me on your show. Oh, I'm happy you got through. I'm happy you got through. You were questioning if you know you might be able to get through or not. And yeah. uh, believe me, Friday night I didn't know if we were even going to have a show because uh, of some uh, virus I caught, but... Um, I worked it out between now and that, between then and now. So, um, and Annette, you don't know about this, okay? You know, I've been feeling a little under the weather the last week or so. I posted yeah. the show for starting at 9 a.m. today. <laughs> and if it wasn't for Dan contacting me, you know, email, a little panicking, and I don't blame him. Um, I would have. <laughs> we were there for no show for nine o'clock, so I went back in and reset it for tonight. So. Oh, good. See, I had that warning on my email saying that we're about to be on. I'm like, what? <laughs> so, 
<laughs> um, Dan. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Am I pronouncing this right when I say Papa? No, it, it's Pampa. Pampa. Oh, like okay. Tampa. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's the yeah. Pampa Texas Research Society. Okay. And what is the Pampa Research Society? You, you're the founder of it, so. Yes, I am. Tell me what it's all about. Uh, well, we're a, uh, a paranormal group here um, in the northern panhandle of Texas. Um, okay. We got like 24 members on our team, but uh, we don't use them all on all of our locations. We use them as needed for each case as they arise. Um, we're probably the only group up in this part of the of Texas. Where, uh, I think the other other group is close uh, close to us, about three hours away. So we got a pretty good size area to to cover, and it's it's pretty active around this area. Um, I got started in this oh, a couple of years ago because I had some problems with the paranormal, and uh, I was trying to get help, and it took a long time to get somebody to come up here, and uh, that's what I wrote my book about. Um, I basically had to self-taught myself to become a, an investigator myself on the research and finding evidence for these other groups that were supposed to come up, and, and they backed out from coming. So, hmm. Do we know okay. why they backed out? You had a haunting yourself, is that right? Uh, it was a demonic haunting, um, oh. a very active house. Uh, it was a, a spirit that followed me home from work one night, and uh, it woke up some spirits, I guess, here at the house or whatever, and I ended up having eight new people in my house. So oh, it great. was really hard to deal with because uh, one of them was pretty violent. And sure. I was under... Uh, attack daily so <laughs> it was it was a long time before i got help and i was glad when i finally did so it was a group out of uh texas uh tprs they came up but uh it took a long time but all uh, these other groups would hear and see the pictures i would capture and they said they're coming and come and then about a week before they'd cancel huh. and hmm. wouldn't wouldn't get back with me after that so and what do you owe that to why do you think they were canceling Probably because of due to the claimings, they probably thought it was just overwhelming. Okay. Uh, that and maybe possibly from all the evidence that I was sending them, it was too much for them to handle. Okay. So when the, when the group actually did show up here, uh, within the first 30 seconds, they encountered a full-body apparition of a child. And they, <laughs> asked, they first asked me, is that my, you know, my daughter? And I said, my kids are grown. Uh, they no longer live here. So. They saw her, and they uh, they got set up pretty fast. <laughs> Let me ask you a question, Dan, uh, because this is out of curiosity. Um, the part of Texas you're in, would it be considered at one time old western town or anything like that? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yes. uh, okay, yeah, there, there was, uh, uh, well, the Adobe Wall War here. Uh, there was a big battle between the, the Buffalo Hunters and the Indians. And that caused a lot of the activity uh, in this area because they would fight against each other, and the Indians would slaughter any settlers that came in this area. And uh, where my house is located on, is right on the edge of a burial ground. So we, from what I heard from the old-timers when I did my research in this area, instead of moving the bodies, they just moved the markers and just built the houses over them. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, so. So there, there's quite a bit of activity here, but there's also back uh, from doing all my research about uh, 10, 12 years back, there was the uh, cult that was very active in this area. It still is now, but not not like it was then. Um, they would open up doorways that they, they couldn't close and left the problem for somebody else to worry about. And so okay. that's where my team steps in now, and we're going in and, and dealing with it and closing portals as, as we go along. How do you go about doing that, may I ask? I have a, uh, a specialist on my team that that takes care of that. Uh, he's uh, well, he uh, specializes in white magic, uh, which he used to use in the, in um, in Dallas area uh, with the group to fight against black magic. And he's come very useful with the group because after he goes in and helps me out and closing these portals and stuff, the house settles down. Uh huh. And it's kind of hard to explain. In order to really see what was going on, you would have to spend a night with us on a, on a case. It's, it's it's pretty wild. And we do live stream a lot of our cases. Uh, 
we, we try to go live when we can. If we can't, we uh, go ahead and stream it the, the following night. So okay. There, uh, there's, there's a lot how many of cases have... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to ask, um, how many cases, Dan, have, has your group been able to help, you know, where you found, like, a satisfying answer to a problem? 99% of them. Well, great. So we're, we're a pretty good group. Uh, I had a hard time at first because I would have to deal with it myself. And then as my team started growing, I would train them the way I, that they should be doing things from all my research and studies. And we're a pretty good group. You know, everybody has their own uh, forte and what they do in the group. And when we get into a situation after we can't debunk nothing, um, we take care of the problem. You know, but our 80% of our cases are demonic, and at least they have been so far. We keep looking forward to having a case that's not, we call it, which we call it a fun case. And we just finally landed one last week, and we were glad. <laughs> we, we, get tired. Gonna, we, we get tired of getting beat up by demons and bad spirits. So I'm going to play. Uh, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Um, no pun intended. Uh, what? What makes you determine that it's de- de- dynamic, demonic? Uh, because they do show themselves to us. Um, because, um, I have I have my mediums, so I'm also my sensitive. I'm also a sensitive myself. And uh, when we get into these cases, and when uh, my de- my uh, demonologist comes in, which is the one that works with the white magic, uh, when him and I work together, they always come out and show themselves to us. Um, all of our cases are pretty wild. It's just not like going in and you hear a few knocks. Uh, all of our cases, when we go in, uh, these spirits will interact with us. They always do. Mm-hmm. And we don't go in and provoke them. So uh, we we go in and take care of, uh, you know, each case as, as they arise. And um, we had one case that was interesting where a demonic spirit was uh, took control of a child spirit. And was using the child spirit against the owner and making the owner want to, or giving thoughts to the owner to kill his family. And we went in. Well, what makes. Okay. What, yeah, how but, do you determine it's not in the individual's head? Because the, the, the demon itself came out of the, of the child spirit. We actually witnessed this. Mm-hmm. And okay. uh, right then, I knew it wasn't normal to begin with because of the way it was acting. Um, because if you've done as many demonic cases as we go along, because we learn from each one, and we make and we learn from our mistakes, too. And as we do more and more of these, we get pretty good at But um, even though not all of them are demonic, some could be pretty negative. Um, a lot of people think, oh, everything's demonic, and it's not. But like I said, here, we can, like they said, the black or the occult, um, got was really a big thing in this area, and they opened up a lot of stuff and brought in things that uh, people didn't want to mess with. So that just made things hard for us. And what kind, what type of an occult group do you think it was? Uh, satanic. Uh, the, the devil, uh, a bunch of devil worshippers and stuff. And you know, you can still talk to the kids now, and they'll tell you where the groups hang out at and, and where they go. Hmm. Are you Christian by any chance? I'm just yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Catholic. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm just just asking, uh, because personally, and you know, I have not come with all I've done in places I've been. I'm still waiting for my. Uh, who knows? It may be on the thirteenth. Uh, waiting for my first uh, de- demonic, you know, experience. Um, I've come across, you know, spirits, nasty spirits, whatever, but. Um, Nothing that can be controlled, you know. Yeah. So, um, I, I know there's a lot of areas where they don't have to deal with demonic. And trust me, once you do, you're never going to forget it because it, it can get pretty scary. But you, but that's just something you can't show when, when dealing with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Once you get into a situation where you're dealing them one, you know, back to back, you actually get, actually feel sorry for the families. But the, the more demonic issues you do, you do get kind of used to it. And how they do it, but you also got to protect yourself because you can get hurt, and many of my team members have, even myself. Now, Dan, as a sensitive, is this something that you have to live with every day? I yeah. mean, obviously, okay. Yeah, I, I, I talk about it in my book too because I was kind of born with it. But for their, um, after my teenage years, I kind of blocked it out for a while because I just got 
tired of dealing with it. And then, uh, you know, I moved to moved to Texas uh, back in the mid '80s, and oh, I guess it started back up again. I started opening up again and started seeing them and dealing with them again. But uh, I didn't want to interact with them. I, I could see them, and I still do. Uh, it's just a matter if, if they know I see them or not. If I do get into a situation where, where they know I'm aware of them, uh, a lot of times they'll show me how they how they passed away. If it was just natural death, or if it was something, or if they were murdered, or something like that. And it can be it can be scary sometimes. Yeah. Bye. Mm-hmm. Listeners, our call-in number is 646-915-9653. Go ahead, Annette, if you have anything. Yeah, you you said that you had eight new people living in the house. So now those are... There were eight spirits. (laughs) Okay, I understand. Sorry. (laughs) I put it the same way, people. Um, Okay, so the eight spirits that you had where you live, are they still there, just under control, or were you able to... We got rid Somehow. of some. Um, I finally okay. had my team come in. They bugged me for about a year to, to come in, and I wouldn't allow it because of the fact that um, anytime I try to train somebody at the beginning stages when I was trying to pull my group in, they would physically get hurt pretty bad. And I even had, uh, well, when the first group came to investigate, um, they one of the founders uh, literally got attacked. He was a 250-pound man and was taken down to the ground by something. And then they had a medium that was even bigger than that, and she was thrown. And then the rest just had things thrown at them. But it was it was a wild night. But that was just something I told them. I, I go through that all the time. I got. Have you ever have you ever caught any of this stuff on uh, video? We tried. Uh, in my house, I've caught stuff getting moved around. But the actual physical attacks, when the groups were here, they, they had it on their video, but when they went back to uh, review it, it was uh, destroyed. Uh, mm-hmm. Whatever was here wouldn't let them see it. And that is huh. typical when you get into demonic cases, you're going to lose a lot of evidence. If, if they don't want you to see it, you're not going to see it. You know, we had a gentleman one time when we were first starting The Unexplained World, actually, Dan, and he came to visit me. Um, to tell me that, no, he was under attack by these demons. And I, I think, Ed, I don't know if you can remember, was it like 40 or something by the time he? Uh, 40 demons. Yeah, oh, it was some, unreal, were, yeah. 30 or 40. It was crazy. And um, the poor guy, you know, we just couldn't find any solutions for him. And he finally got a hold of a guy, I think it was in Philadelphia, that helped him over the phone. And, and then he kind of, you know, did the same thing where he, started understanding them and was able to turn them away and it didn't phase him as much. You know, once he had an understanding of it, I think it really helped. And that he could, he, his technique was to call upon his helper spirits, which right. he didn't really believe in in the beginning, but came to later because out of essentially need. Is that yeah. is, is that kind of like um, something that you've had to do too? Do you find that you're, religion or your faith it plays a key role in how you control these demonic spirits well just from what i what i experience a lot of it's just uh, it's in your mind you've got to know how to control it and for me it just comes natural so it's just hard to explain um as as uh, as for spirits attaching themselves to to you that is something that i have dealt with with other people but not personally myself and been able to help them get over it um, so you you think here, if you in this, in, like in this house that they would confront you and they would attack you, and sometimes they would attack you from a lot of times it was from behind you wouldn't see them coming. Yeah. So if you moved out of your house, you don't think those spirits would follow you then? If the if the demonic entity is anywhere to be found, yes, they will. Um, huh? a, a demon will do that. We uh, also bring whatever they want to bring with them. Um, that's one thing about demonic cases with demons. Uh, the more spirits they have around them, the, the more powerful they get. And they're going to try to bring in everything they possibly can. Hmm. Because there, there's been, uh, every demonic case that we've worked on, there's always been multiple spirits in the house. And and that was because, and they were all under the control of, the, of that one certain demon. Yeah. So it, it gets, it's, it's, it gets kind of wild. It's just, it's really hard to explain to you actually experience it for yourself. I'm still waiting until experience. I'm still waiting. <laughs> I'm hoping. I, I hope in the thirteenth. 
My no. poor Ed. You know, he wants it to happen, and once it does, he's not going to want it. Yeah, <laughs> Am I right, Mr. Guthrie? <laughs> right, because after you start dealing with demons and stuff, they get to know you before you even get in the house. And and, and anybody on my team will tell you because uh, a lot of times, what we like, like in our dreams when we sleep, um, whatever is in this coming up case or whatever we have will actually confront some of us to try to scare us from coming. And it, it happens quite a bit. Well, there, um, I've come across evil in the living. I've talked about this in the past. Okay. Uh, somebody that basically opened uh, vortexes and stuff like that. Uh, right. He was a worshiper of it. He actually at times got paid to do his dirty deeds from where he was at. And he, even, he told me up into and including people, you know, um, becoming very, very injured to the, you know, allegedly by him even dying. But um, he did prove his abilities that night to me. Um, and I just kind of nodded my head, uh, even though it took six stitches to close. Uh, I nodded my head and, you know, yeah. uh, respected the fact of his abilities as he respected my abilities and my internal knowledge of who and what he was. Uh, but that's probably the closest I've come to anything. But it was in the living. Right. He hasn't. I haven't come across it in the um, uh, in the in the spirit spiritual side. And uh, some people, and I believe it was one of our guests we had on the show on that uh, demonologist. Uh, this not that many shows ago. Um, right. Said because of my um, internal knowledge, my beliefs, and stuff like that. Um, the good would always prevail over evil and that, that they basically won't mess with me. So I might be losing out on something. I may still yet experience it. I don't know. But I did experience it in the living. And uh, I'm a firm believer in you need both black and white to balance out the, you know, the world. Exactly. If you, it'll, never be, it'll never be all white, you know. So uh, you need a balance. Well, if it was all white, it put us all out of business. <laughs> we can <laughs> and investigate. So. Yeah. Do you make a business out of it, Dan? Do you charge people when you go no, in? No, I never charge a fee, and I never okay. demand uh, donations or anything else. None of my team members do. Um, we do the, when 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 a client asks if we take donations, we say sure we do. You know, if they choose to, but we're not going to require it. Um, I don't okay. believe anything should charge any price to do any kind of investigation because there's. You can't charge tax or a price on trying to catch a ghost because you can't prove that you caught it or got rid of it. And it just it just infuriates me when when you see those groups out there that try to charge. Uh, it's 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 a bunch of crap. And and, and any other uh, reason you know respectable group will tell you the same thing. Good. Yeah, because people uh, are in need like that. They just need it. <laughs> uh-huh. Let me ask you, being in Texas and that, you got a. Um, you have a lot of what I would, I guess you'd call ghost towns from the old west that um, aren't, you know, aren't livable or people don't live in. Have you ever gone in those type of areas? You don't see them anymore. Uh, a, a lot of them will be in uh, private properties, and you got to get permission to get out there mm. to actually see yeah. them. And 99% of the time, the owners will not let you out there. Um, Darn. There, there's a few towns that are, are close to here, which is up towards where the Adobe Wall War is, if you ever research it. Um, where a whole town was wiped out for some reason for either sickness or something like that, and they had to level the whole town. Mm-hmm. And it's on private property, and if you even attempt to go out there without permission, you'll get shot. So, and it's, mm-hmm. I think the town had a population back in the 30s, like about 2,000 people. And it was wow. Just, there was a lot of babies that died, and people got they got sick, and they just leveled the town. So basically what you're saying, uh, actual ghost towns, basically people have bought up the area and they own their, you know, yes. their properties. Darn. Those would be those would be cool to go into. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And seeing what you experience. Oh, man. Oh, well. <laughs> well we, you know, we try. You know, there are some towns that are still going, and they still have some of the old 1,800 buildings. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them. You know, like those type of places, uh, you can go to during the daytime, but they won't let you come in during the nighttime because they don't want mm-hmm. 
responsible for anybody getting hurt, even though we, you know, we have paperwork signing waivers on that. They just don't want us to do it. So, and I, and, and I, I can understand them, you know, which is fine. Oh yeah. Have you ventured out there during the day at, at any time? To... I went to uh, Old, Old Mobile uh, Jail Museum, which was the first, I guess, kind of like a actually the first jail that was built in the northern part of uh, Texas. It was built back in 1871, I think it was. And um, the building still stands still. The only thing that's different is they remodeled the inside a little bit, and they moved the stairway. And I went in there to to take some pictures one day and some EVP work, but I was taking pictures and where, I guess you would say, be the warden's quarters. And there was a, a woman uh, that was sitting on the bed that I could see in, in a reflection of a mare. And I caught her in picture by doing that, but trying to take the actual picture towards the bed, you wouldn't see her. And then I had voices of her call, actually calling my name and saying hello to her. She would say, hello, sir, and then she would say, hello, Dan. And then we would go around to where they used to hang um, the prisoners there because they used to hang them inside the jail. It would drop okay. from the second floor down into one of the bottom cells. And I got around, and I went to the bottom cell, and I got a picture of a spirit uh, hanging. And there was voices there saying, get out. So, Huh. It was, it was Very. Yeah, yeah, that would be interesting. That would be right up my alley to find yeah. a place like that. And, and, and the shadows and the triggers that you see, they're uh, Confederate soldiers from back then, way back when. And, and even your Buffalo show, uh, soldiers. Okay, it's, cool, it's cool. cool. Yeah. Um, have you ever just uh, offered to give any tours of those type of locations for uh, general on, general uh, public, let's say? I'm working on it. I'm trying to get something like that going where these people will do it. In fact, uh, one of the uh, – somehow we got a hospital here in town in Pampa that's called Worley Hospital uh, that is, I guess, hit the top ten almost haunted places in Texas, but the owner – won't let nobody in because they don't believe in spirits. But even so, I keep bugging them because they're, in fact, the people that own it now uh, live across the street from me. And I keep on, I keep bugging them saying, uh, well, if these people keep bugging you, then let my group go in and prove or disprove that, that it's haunted or not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If there's nothing there. We'll put the word out and it'll be the end of it. Yeah, yeah. If they, if they won't do it. So, not yet, anyhow, but I might get them to come around eventually. I'll have to email you out and tell you how to do it, <laughs> how to get around it. <laughs> I also told them if it was haunted, then then you can charge a fee for you know letting a group come in and investigate or something, you yeah. know, or, you know yeah. that, and make yeah. a little money and be able to restore it. And yeah. So like, I, <laughs> but we uh, we just our group did get done doing for the city of Allen Reed, which you can't even find on the map, I don't think anymore, um, which is the oldest cemetery there uh, on Route 66. And uh, we we uh, went in and did a full uh, investigation with our with our quads and cameras and and we got caught up in a dust storm but we still had a, a quite a bit of evidence and stuff that was caught um, we got footages of, sh- of shadows moving around voices and um, cameras getting moved around and it was kind of neat and now the whole town wants us to do a, a, a reveal for them um, next month so we're looking forward to that good good. Your yeah, book. when you go in and do your investigations, is it primarily residential or is it more of these community type places? Most of ours are residential. About 99% of it is, in fact. Um, okay. We're trying to get to some of the businesses and stuff, but uh, they're just kind of shying away because they've had bad luck with other groups that are wannabe groups that came up here and just made it bad for them. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to earn their trust to let us come in. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Now, what's your book about? My book is about uh, my personal experiences as growing up with my sensitive part of me, being able to deal with spirits and interacting with them up to the point to where um, I talk about how this uh, nasty spirit or demon um, encountered with me, you know, my encounters with it, and how it followed me home, and how I had to deal with it until I had help. Um, it's, it's a... It's not a real big book. It's like 67 pages long, but there's, there's a lot of information in there, uh, which talks about from um, how I, I was getting beat up and having to deal with it and live with it every day, and then trying to get these groups to come in and wouldn't come in, 
And then when I finally did, we ended up having two groups that finally did show up. Uh, we had the first one that came in. They did their investigation, found eight spirits. And then because of that night, the, the group split up. But I don't know if it was because of my house or their personal differences or what, but uh, they just split. And they weren't able to come right back, so they ended up helping me find another group called Tex Park out of Dallas. Mm-hmm. And uh, they came up, and they found the same thing, but they came with a whole different approach where uh, everybody was fine until uh, they broke down the following day. I was helping to move their cameras, and I literally got attacked in the hallway. And one of their members was trying to get me up, and he got attacked. And so they started taking pictures as I'm walking down the hall, and there's this uh, demonic-looking spirit walking behind me. So, and uh, after that, they, they left. They didn't come back. But, well, I'll take that back. They did come back uh, probably a couple months later on. And when they came back the second time, also the group from uh, from Lubbock, um, the, the main guy there that was helping me, his name's Paul, uh, they teamed up, and we had the newspaper join us to, to show that uh, we have a group up here, too. And when they came in, the demonic entity wasn't in here that night. But the negative one was the one that was real pissed off, and it moved some things around. And it got the local media to say, hey, there's something going on here. Where can people find your uh, – now, it comes in uh, PDF form. I know that. Right. Does it come back into in a uh, regular book form, too? Yeah, it comes in paperback or online ebook. Well, let me put, Let me post it up here in the chat room. All right. Let me get it here. Where you can buy it. Well, not everybody listens on chat. Plus, right. you know, we got a tremendous amount of uh, downloads as far as our podcasts uh, go. Well, you can go to www.ebookstand.com slash book, um, lower column, I guess you call it, uh, hyphen, and then uh, details slash a, lower, whatever, uh, haunted life. Or you can just go to ebook.com and then look up A Haunted Life, and you'll be able to find it. Okay. A Haunted okay. Life, okay. But you, can also go, you can also go to my group site, and you'll find information there, too. Um, if you go to www.pampaparanormal.ming.com, I have a section there where you can actually it'll, it'll tell you more and what, where you can find it. Okay. All right. Do you have any uh, photographs on your website? Yes, I do. Of any of, any of these experiences. Yeah, we got it from my house and uh, uh, many of our cases. Okay, cool. Now, you don't publish the locations of the cases, do you? No, we don't. No, we okay. don't. All of our pictures right. are done inside. Um, the only one that well, we were allowed to actually say where it was at was uh, Alan Reed. And uh, that... Uh, Everybody knows that that one there, um, you can't, all the cemeteries here, you're not allowed to go after dark. If you do, you, you will get arrested. And and so you got to have special permission to go in. And the ones here in Pamphlet themselves, they don't mind if I come in during the daytime, but at night they just absolutely refuse it because they don't want uh, kids coming around and trying to destroy our tombstones and stuff. Oh, yeah, you don't understand. Yeah, I think I've gotten permission from... Uh, one location, one cemetery to go in at night. And, uh, you know, unfortunately we had a police officer with us that, you know, yeah. it ties to it. So, yeah, it made the difference in the world, of course. Um, so what do you got planned for the future, sir? Well, we're just, we're, we're booked up uh, every weekend as it is now. Um, I've been asked to be a guest speaker in, uh, Florida, um, at Amelia Island at the Florida House Inn, uh, see June 12th to the 14th, I've been asked to come in and talk about demonology uh, and negative spirits. Now you can tell the difference, and uh, it's a bit, pretty big event. I got that on my site too. If people are interested in, in reading about it and possibly going, um, they're supposed to have a lot of guest speakers there. It's mainly what it's called: is Ghost Hunting 101 for Beginners. Okay, and, and I'm gonna. Educational for those groups that are starting out. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you some questions. Okay, okay. Um, you get called into going to into a house or whatever. Somebody's right. having problems. Um, how do you determine that it's 
not the person themselves and maybe them thinking out of sorts. You know, um, that's not what's happening in their head. How do you determine that, first of all? Well, that's got to be the hardest thing. It is, it is the hardest part. Before I bring my team in, I'll have one other member of myself go in, depending on, on the claimings. And we'll actually go in and interview, sit down and interview the uh, owner and then do a initial walkthrough of the house and, and just kind of get a feeling for what's going on. Um, usually my, my co-founder, Jeremy, and I will sit down and we pretty much know after talking with the owner if they're nuts or not. And then from what I'm able to pick up on, if there's something there, I'll see it. If I don't see it, I'll definitely hear it and feel it before they will. Okay. All right. I had this situation myself. I told the owner it wasn't a um, you know, a spirit to really worry about. It's just one one that wanted to be noticed. Right. And once you give them the you know what they're expecting as far as you know that they're there. And what do you do when the owner wants it to be something more than that? You know. I uh, put it down the line. And I tell them it's not that. Uh, yeah. I've had cases. In fact, we dealt with a case where. I think they kept trying to bring it back. They wouldn't let it go. And we'd go in and do everything possible to sell down the house because there was no, for some reason, they would not, they refused to leave the location. And mm-hmm. we would go in, sell them down, and everything would be fine for a couple of days. Then all of a sudden, the wife would call my co partner or my case manager in the middle of the night and saying, um, they're going to kill me. They're going to, they're going to hurt my kids. And, stuff like that and we go the next day and there's nothing wrong with the house the spirits are a little bit stirred up again and we sell them down leave everything's fine for a few days and the same thing happens again and so i end up bringing a whole new team basically because they're so big in and actually do another full investigation and they found out the same thing like i did over with the first team these spirits just want to be left alone too and whether and the, the wife is just kind of provoking them and just mm-hmm. so we told we told her you got to stop it. Once you stop this and stop making forcing your kids to see this stuff and putting it in their heads that they're going to be hurt, yeah, fine. Yeah. And and so she, I guess she listened. And the, the house settled down. The next thing we knew, they went ahead and moved out. Anyhow, I guess the husband got tired of it. <laughs> so. Honey. <laughs> yep. We had a we we got a location out here in the Chicagoland area, basically Melrose Park, that it's an old factory from World War II, and what happened was, the uh, the people that took over the building, they created a, it's it stands year round, but they created a haunted haunted house, you know, Halloween haunted house, right. and they were having problems in there. And uh, I walked into the place. They, they finally called me out. Annette remembers John. John first went out there with his buddy, and then they uh, called me out there. And I told them, I said, dude, this is a playground for spirits. He goes, what do you mean? I go, this is what they did, Dan. Uh, great sets, great. I mean, thank God the person who created the sets had an outlet for his morbid way of thinking. You know, Uh but what they did is they they did these elaborate sets with items from estate sales of people who died. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. So they basically had, if you know what psychometry is in that, they basically had a playground for the spirits, you know, with all these dead people's items, you know, in this humongous place. So uh, I told them, man, I don't think you're going to get rid of the spirits because I, they had three people out there that went through rituals and all that. The spirits left for about three months and they came back. I said, you know why? This is a playground for them, you know. Exactly. Look, at all the, look at all the energy of the items that you got in this place, you know. Uh, the wife finally divorced the husband. The wife was freaking out over the place, you know. And by what I heard, right. um, allegedly the wife divorced, got out of the situation and that, you know, but... Yeah, it was highly active. There was a video on our website of the place. And uh, you can see the morbid, you know, like I said, thank God the guy who created the sets had an outlet for his imagination, you know. <laughs> so, or he should have been an author, one of the two. But, uh, <laughs> um, well, I find it interesting, don't you, Annette? I do. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I know yeah. one thing I was told by a, a, a uh, 
a founder of a group that's been doing it for a long time, and which I found to be pretty well true. She had told me that every place is haunted. It's just a matter if they're active or not. And, oh, and I'm because you can go, go anywhere with a recorder, and you're going to get EVPs, daytime or not, and it may not even be an active, the so-called active place. Mm-hmm. But then you go to an active place, you're going to get the same thing. So, yeah. Oh, I'm from a firm believer. We got spirits all around us. Here. Oh yes, all the time. Yeah, and uh, I usually find that it's the uh, young souls compared to the old souls that get spooked by them more right. so than you know the old souls. Uh, they're not spooked. They're pretty much you know investigators in there. You're not one that needs proof that they're there. A lot of these people need proof that they're spirits, and I think that's why they're on uh, you know. And we're going to find out what they call the truth. Right. But, um, yeah. So, uh, Annette, do you have any questions? Hmm. I'm throwing um. it to you because my voice is going. <laughs> you pretty much covered like everything, Dan. Yeah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty satisfied with, you know, the questions that I had in my mind before we started the call. Yeah. Good, good. What would you, Dan, um, not comparing your group, but what would you recommend for people who are looking for help as far as determining, you know, if the people they're calling well, I would can actually help them I or would, even prove how's that? Yeah, exactly. Well, to, to in order to pick out a group to come, you, you need to find out who's willing to come because you've got a lot of groups out there that just want to go out and just get spooked and get to have a good time. And then you got groups out there that actually help. You've got to look at their background. Um, you got to look to see what kind of cases they've been doing. You know, um, you know, you get you get people that are just do like cemeteries, and that's it. So they're just basically spirit seekers, as I, as I look at it. They're just going out and looking for a little thrill. Uh, to compare it to people that go out and actually try to help the family and what they have and deal with it. And that's where my team comes in, and we do go in, and we find out what it is, and we, we, we will stick with the client until we deal with it. One way or another, we'll come up with some kind of answer. If we can't figure it out, we'll get somebody in there that can't. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and going back to there, wouldn't you agree, at least this is what I've seen, that some people will, you know, even if there's nothing there, come up with something being there just to make them look like they're good and you know yes. yeah yeah I'm it's, re- it's real hard for the it's real hard for individuals to pick out somebody yeah. I, I gotta say you have to be real hard you know uh i get fortunately, people on the streets that, that just come and they'll come up to me and say because knowing what i do because i live in a small town they'll come on they'll, they'll say look, look at my cell phone look at these pictures i got and i said that don't prove nothing to me no, no. No, that don't prove nothing to me. The only way I'm going to, you know, if it came off my camera or one of my team members' cameras, then I'll look a little more at it. But looking at yeah. yourself, when you, you, can, you can imagine it's something, and it may not be anything. And let me tell the listeners, let let me let them know if they go to, uh, uh, I'm not going to say the website, but there is a um, thing sold out there that you can make spirits, Look like spirits have appeared on your cell phone or your video camera and stuff like that. Um, so just don't, you know, don't take it for granted. Like, like Dan said, don't take it for granted that it might be the real thing. That's right. <laughs> somebody walks up to you. I had to break the news to somebody that way because I seen. He showed me the images. I seen them that his friend took. Okay. That's right. Right. And I seen him because his friend texted him to him, and it was right. And the, and his friend knew that the guy was gullible, I guess you could say, right. in a nice way. And when I seen the images, I had to break the news to him. No, dude, that's from this, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the guy was heartbroken, you know. But yeah. you'd rather tell him the truth than be misled, you know. And uh, because his friend said he took it in his house, you know, in his in this guy's house. Right. So the guy was thinking that this thing was in his house, but it was a complete duplicate of this thing you could buy on the internet. Yeah, because a lot of times you get stuff like that. People can trick you and make you think you've got something, and where your house could be selling, and you're going to think, "Oh, I got something," you know. And mm-hmm. I, I run into a lot of that, and right off the bat, I'll straighten it out and yeah, tell yeah. them, "No, you know, you don't have nothing going on here." 
well, you have that point. advantage from being sensitive to it, though, where many investigators really don't. Right. Yeah. And then, it's like know, that lady I was talking about. She's, you know, she did. She had it said in her head that it was an evil spirit. I said no. Matter of fact, it was a child. Well, I'm going to call some investigators. I said, well, go ahead. I'm not, still not going to change my mind. <laughs> you know. So, and that was the last. And I pretty much just steered away from the private houses because of that yeah. type of uh, mind, mind frame of some of the people. So exactly. now, when it comes to our cases, you know, we get a lot of people that think they've got something really bad. I won't tell them what it is at first, um, even though I'm, my uh, my team members and myself will know right off the bat, because um, normally we don't want to freak them out more than what they already are. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll try to deal with it before trying to tell them. And after we take care of the problem, and if it is a demon in the house, and we do get it out of the house, then we'll tell them, yeah, you had a demon, and this is what it was, but I'm, we're not going to tell you how we got rid of it or um, who it was, because uh, the thing is, when you do when you deal with demons, if you get a name, you never want to say it out out loud to somebody because you need to just open a doorway for it to go to that person. Yeah. You always want to keep it to yourself. Yeah. And it's it's really hard to get a demon's name. It's extremely hard. So in my case, if we can't get a name, we're definitely going to get a description of it because there is there are sites you can go and get descriptions of what these demons are and what they do. Um, but de- defeating them. You have to know somebody that knows how. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's, that's where my demonologist comes in play. Okay. I, I bring him out in the open, and he, he chases them out of the location. So <laughs> we work <laughs> as a pretty good team. Good, good. Dan, I want to say thank you for being on tonight. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. And uh, we only got a few minutes left, and uh, Annette and I will be closing that part of the show up. But uh, I want to say thank you again for being on tonight. It was very interesting, very, very interesting. And uh, if I ever make it down to Texas, I'll make sure I look you up. Do so. And uh, and, uh, if you ever come up to Chicago, uh, look our direction too. I'll take you to a couple places and uh, see what you pick up. Um, So one question, has President Bush called you yet or anything about demons (laughs) in his place? No, I guess not, huh? Not yet, not yet. (laughs) No. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of demons there. All uh, right. So <laughs> you take care, Dan. You too. And, nice uh, Good night. Bye bye. Bye. Good night. Oh, nice guy, Sonna. Very, very nice? nice. Very nice. Uh, I would love to get out to the. I wish those uh, um, old ghost towns were still, you know, active. You know what I'm saying for people. I would love Yeah, you can them. get in there and visit. I'm sure there are a few. There's got to be a handful. Yeah. I yeah. believe there's there's some in Kentucky. Uh, I did a I did a search on YouTube for the paranormal TV uh, of ghost towns, and there's some, but they're not. They're more or less like in Colorado, Arizona, like that. You know, more uh, some more of the Wild West, North Dakota or South Dakota stuff like that. You know, right. uh, areas. So it was uh, interesting. To see how they, how his, him and his team work too, and what they're all involved in. Right. I, I know. I give him kudos if they're running into demons at every turn, every weekend. Hmm. He said he's booked up. You know, I think I would say, "Wow, I'm tired of this." <laughs> you know, I got my proof, and wow. Because <laughs> who wants to run into a demon every night? You know, that doesn't sound like very much fun to me, but. I know yeah. somebody has to be there to help. Somebody's got to help. So I, I give like them all the kudos in the world. Yeah, I'd like to say on our next show, May 31st, we're uh, steering toward having vampires on. And, uh, right. Kind yeah, of an open forum for lots of different kinds of vampires to talk. Yeah, that's what we're shooting for. So um, I will be posting that in about a week or so. Uh, individuals, listeners, People on the chat board, which was a lot tonight, thank you. Um, You can go to theunexplainedworld.com and even sign up for the Yahoo group or go to hauntedhistoriclocations.com and sign up for the newsletter there. So, um, And I keep you posted on everything that's coming on, going up, coming up, going on. Boy, that medication I'm on is really good. Um, (laughs) Annette, um, how long is that? Do you have any idea how long the uh, day is going to be on June 20th for Rosina? 
Well, it starts around 10 and goes to, uh, maybe like it starts at 11 and goes to about 6 p.m., I think. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's a nice there'll be, day. There will be food and goodies there. Uh, That's right. Bring a dish to pass. That's what is normally the tradition. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. you can uh, go ahead and eat, you know, whether it's, you know, hot dogs or chips or apples or soda or bottled water, whatever it is you have to bring, bring it. And then you sit down yeah. and eat with everybody. And everything is free. You know, they will have some vendors there selling yeah. incense, candles, you know, those kinds of things. But um, that would be the only thing you need to bring money for is for uh, vending. But otherwise, it's a nice free day of just, you know, everybody, peace and love, hanging out in the woods. Uh, we're going to build a fire pit? pit? No. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if they let you do that out in the woods uh, anymore unless uh, you yeah. have a... Like a pavilion thing with one of those in there, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll be doing some demonstrations, me and Annette will be together. Um, And, you know, I may even offer to throw out for free. The people know if they're young soul, old soul, if they come up by looking at their palms. So um, I'll even do that. I'll throw that off. I got to keep myself interested, too. Right. um, (laughs) Yeah. I'm not one just to sit, uh, as Annette yeah. knows. Yeah. Gotta have so something to do. Yeah. That'll be June 20th, and we'll have more information on that. And, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, um, next Saturday I'll be on uh, Resurrection um, Ghost Tour uh, with Ursula Bielski, and information can be found at, I'll tell you in a second, uh, ChicagoHauntings.com. May 31st, Janelle and I will be doing readings at the Joliet Victorian Mansion. And also Victorian Tea Party will be all day there, too. Then, again, another announcement, Sunday, May 31st, will be the, not May 31st, June 13th, will be Beyond the Veil Overnighter, when we'll be in the Insane Asylum in uh, Peoria, Illinois. Uh, Ghost Box, Michelle, uh, Laps Paranormal Team, which in that, Really, really enjoys that team, the paranormal team, so um, with Manny and company. So they'll be out there joining us, too. I can't get Annette to go, but um, <laughs> so looking for her to have her good scare. That's a long trip for Mama to leave the babies. <laughs> uh, you'll, be, you'll be gone by, well, yeah, you'll be leaving when they go to bed, and you'll be back by the time they get up. Right after. Right, without a darn wink of sleep for me. <laughs> it won't be the first time, will it? <laughs> oh, honey, kids grow up so fast, uh, too fast. Yeah. Okay. All right. Listeners, thank you very much for listening. People in chat, thank you for all that tuned in. And uh, we'll be back May 31st. Annette, I'll call you in a couple minutes. And mm-hmm. listeners, good night. And Blessed be. Bye bye.